Welcome back to the Casual Heresy Podcast. I'm Spencer. And I'm Michael. Yee yee. Alright, I'll open us up in prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Come. Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for this time together. Thank you for another episode of this podcast. We thank you for our listeners, as always. We pray that you bless them abundantly and that your will be done in their life and that you keep them safe from harm. Lord, we ask that you bless anyone who's in distress, anyone who's at war against evil, and we all are. So I ask you to pray for ask for your graces for all of us in the Casual Heresy family. As we pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom, kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. And the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, guys, we're going to talk about gay people, same-sex attraction, same sexuality, all of the above. So, just a kind of a preface, opening thing to this is the Catholic Church's teachings on this subject are very, very clear. You know, they're not. We're not here to debate them from the perspective of morality or the church's authority to teach on morality. Um, Just as a disclaimer during this episode. So I think this is an incredibly multifaceted issue. Mm -hmm. So there's probably going to be more than one episode about this through the course of casual heresy. Yeah. Um, But I think by and large, Partly, so one of the things I want to discuss is the fact that people get lumped together, and partly that is, a lot of them did that themselves. I mean, we have what we call LGBTQ+, right? What is that? That's not one group of people. That's a lot of groups of people. Mm -hmm. And it, for this particular episode, I really want to stay away from, like, transgender and that kind of thing just lgbt in general like yeah i I mostly want to talk about same sex same sex attraction Mm -hmm. what we would would have called 10 years ago just gay people Mm -hmm. right i mean that's the g in lgbtq so Mm -hmm. um not an lg phone no um Partly because partly because that's a different issue for me, you know. It's like the whole line of LGBTQ AI or whatever mm -hmm. it is. um, That's yeah, it's a whole other thing. That's a whole other ball of wax. Because like, if you're gonna approach this, obviously Spencer and me are gonna approach this as Catholics. So from a Catholic morality perspective, those aren't even the same ballpark. Nope. Like when someone comes to you and says they're transgender versus someone comes to you and says they're gay 
those aren't even the same issue. Mm -hmm. So like it's, that's part of my problem. One of my many problems is that a lot of people treat them like the same issue Mm -hmm. and they're like, Oh, that's where you hear people say gay people are sinful. And it's like, well, no more than the rest of us, no more than (laughs) an adulterer. (laughs) Right. Or even, even like anybody who struggles with purity generally, Mm -hmm. like (laughs) that's, that's, that's my hard part with that. See then, but the transgender thing, that's taking permanent steps to change your body, you know? Not all trans. So not, you can well, that's, that's yeah, the, the physical. Right. That's, see, that's why that's a different issue. <laughs> see, that has yeah. nothing to do with just um, like basic human attraction and sexuality. It's kind mm-hmm. of, for from the secular perspective, they're the same issue. From the Catholic perspective, they're not, you yeah. know? And we're five minutes and 40 seconds in, so we're done talking about transgender now. Right, yeah. So, <laughs> back to gay people. Um, so, what do you think of... Um, this is something I think about a lot. And it's kind of a different dis- discussion than pronouns. Mm-hmm. So, there are many different terms that you can use to describe same sex attracted same sex people. attracted people mm-hmm. i mean for men specifically the term tends to be gay mm-hmm. um for women it tends to be lesbians but if it's both it's bisexual mm-hmm. but um i have personally never had any problem using those terms but i've noticed that you don't i don't know if it's because you have a problem or you just don't use them because of lack of accuracy or generalization i was just wondering I mean, gay used to have a different, used to mean something yes. else. Yes. Well, so did queer. Yeah. That used to mean, like, strange. Like, although maybe it meant in that context. I don't know. <laughs> but that's why, that's why, that's why, that's why it's, yeah. I don't know. It, yeah, it's, I don't know what to say, but I I like to use the words same-sex attraction because it's not who you are. Right. It's not your identity. It's feelings. <laughs> right. I am not. I don't go up. Like people don't come up to me and say, Are "You're you a stri- hetero- heterosexual white supremacist." Well, male. sometimes they do. Sometimes they do. <laughs> but like, yeah, you're right. I mean, the, the thing that doesn't define me. It, it being straight doesn't define me. Mm-hmm. I am straight, but that doesn't f- define me. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, straight. Gay, white, black, purple, blue, doesn't matter. God what still loves you. Blue. Just that was a nice poetry. Colors. Poetry. I yeah. interrupted it, but it was nice. <laughs> like it doesn't matter what these subcategories that society puts you in. It, those are pointless. And, but unfortunately, people get to too into it and they like idolize their identities Mm -hmm. and to like that is the pinnacle of who i am and then it's the ceiling of life it's either that or nothing right and see i think that's just sad to me Mm -hmm. because for me that's a part of the conversion process like there's a there's a point where you realize the things that you used to identify yourself as like when i was growing up 
what was my biggest identifier, I probably would have said that I was a homeschooler or that I was an American, one of the two. Saying I was a Catholic would not have been the top mm-hmm. of the list. And when I realized that it was, so many things made more sense. Yeah. How people deal with pain. Mm-hmm. How people deal with confusion. How people deal with sexuality. It's because none of that is the most important thing in the world. Yep. So, hold on. You dying here? Mm-hmm. I'm dying. Die, 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 die. I wonder if my cord's long enough. Hold up. Like magic. <laughs> All right. So through that clunky transition, <laughs> um, I remember when I was first starting out in my faith, I encountered several people who were like speakers, public speakers who were openly same-sex attracted, but living out the faith. And I was like, wow, this is really cool, you know? And I I, I grew up in a world where we would talk about occasionally, um, like the priest that taught me religion talked about that it, we, we as a church should be welcoming to people who are gay or lesbian or bi because they're people too, you know? And they're never going to... It's not, but what the, the end, the end statement was what the church asks of them is very hard. Mm-hmm. And if they've come to a point where they want to be in the faith, then we need to give them every ounce of support that we can. Yep. And I kind of naively thought at the time that everyone was on board with that because the big names in chastity are on board with that. Like uh, at the time, Matt Frad, Jason Everett, Chris Stefanik, all mm-hmm. those guys were on board with that. Yeah. And it wasn't until I was in college that I encountered the side of Catholicism that's not okay with that, you know, mm-hmm. that actually thinks, you know. Less of them. Yeah. The lesser people, they, they don't belong mm-hmm. in the church. You could be fornication, in fornication. That's fine. And you're straight, you're fine. Yeah. And but I did. I genuinely didn't think that existed yeah. in the world. I didn't because I, it, it doesn't make sense to me. Because mm-hmm. like hypocrisy. what makes a sin a sin is, so like we talk about in secular ethics, like what is your basis for morality in Catholicism? It's natural law. Mm-hmm. Like that is God's law. So it was like, okay, from a natural law perspective, homosexual sex is no more disorder than masturbation mm-hmm. so like i don't know put that in your pipe and smoke it you know like i don't did we nev- have an episode about smoking we did we did but just put that in your hookah and smoke it then oof because we were an episode on drugs next um yeah but i just i there was a there was a bishop hold up okay yeah we're good there was a bishop that just recently i think we may have talked about this before put out a thing a statement that um he was formally excommunicating 
anybody in his diocese who is openly gay. And I think if you read the actual letter, what he meant was in line with church teaching, like actively living a homosexual lifestyle and refusing to repent. Mm -hmm. But I know full well that won't be how that's implemented. On the parish level, there is still enough mentality of like this is just wrong so you're out you're excommunicated now hmm. people so there will be people that use that as an excuse you know because yeah. it's kind of like it's one of those overused terms um all those phobias we talk about you know mm-hmm. like true homophobia is rare mm-hmm. yeah it does exist though <laughs> that's the like it, it, it but it's but I wouldn't call it a phobia. I wouldn't call... I, I mean, would you have said that... You wouldn't say that the Nazis were... Um, Israelophobic. No. You would say they were anti-Semites. Mm-hmm. So when you have somebody who actually hates gay people, you wouldn't say they're homophobic. They're not afraid of gay people. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of them might. Some know. of them might be, but like... Hatred is worse than fear. Yeah. Like, fear is understandable. It's different. It's a lack of understanding. Mm-hmm. But. Hate could be. Oh, hate yeah. is. Hating someone in and of itself is grave matter. You know, yeah. when you've reached a point where you wish harm on somebody. You could not understand them, but you've made a decision to. Right. Hate. Yeah. And than... re. My. My. Um what was that called preface at the beginning of the episode by understanding them. I'm not saying agree with their life choices. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, understand that they're a human being who has human struggles, just like all of us do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like in human dignity, like right? Like if, if they're talking to you as a Catholic, because they're interested in your, your faith, mm-hmm. like there's a hard truth there for them. Just like there's a hard truth for each and every one of us. I mean, not in the same way, but every one of us has something that we will have to give up. You know, something mm-hmm. in our life that's holding us back from Christ that we will have to give up. And sometimes it is sexual activity. I mean, look at mm-hmm. monks and nuns and priests. That's sacrifice. Yeah. And I don't know. It's also kind of what's kind of what? I was going to go into this thing about how there's a broader misunderstanding about Catholic sexual morality because I think a lot of people have this image of marriage that's just completely warped warped by the, like the kind of the um it, it's it's like a if you've ever met a married couple, you know, mm-hmm. that's been married for longer than 5 years you'll know that like marriage is not sunshine and rainbows. Yeah. It's not skipping through a field of daisies. I mean, there are parts that are, yeah, but I mean, you're it. If you think about like what marriage is, it's like, it's not really that different from the other vocations. Those are like, we're forsaking everyone for Christ. They're like, mm -hmm. I'm forsaking everyone, but you for Christ. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like Christ is Christ for the father. And the church, like he, he had a bride. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he sacrificed himself 
for the body mm-hmm. of his church. So that can be like a little bit of a reflection of it, but that can get sort of deep. <laughs> but so like partly, I think that's, this is the kind of thing, conversations we should have mm-hmm. with anybody who's like, actually is interested in the church, you know, mm-hmm. and they're gay, they're, they're bi, they're whatever. They're like, would, it's or like, if, yeah, it, it, it's, or if they're straight or if they're straight, exactly. Because it's like, it doesn't really matter because if you're attracted to your wife, that's not the point of the vocation, you know, like obviously it, it makes it better, but that's not a Catholic understanding of marriage, you know? And also, I was sort of thinking that you meant like a talk, like the talk we're having overall, like about uh, same sex attraction and all of that. Like, I think heterosexual people should be talking about that too. Because oh, definitely, to definitely. It, instead of having their priest say no to gay people and then they're just saying the same thing. Right, exactly. And it's happening in communities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. And there are, obviously, there's plenty of issues like this that, like, it's almost like political talking points get latched onto, either by a liberal um, community leader or a conservative community leader that kind of have nothing to do with what the church actually teaches, mm-hmm. you know? And this brings us back to why it's so frustrating to me that all of this gets lumped together into the LGBTQ community mm-hmm. because that's very different. That's a very different hill to climb. That's a mm-hmm. very different walk to have. But see, just like anybody else who's come as far in the faith as you or me have, you don't do that alone. Mm-hmm. You would never ask somebody to do that alone. Nope. You have to walk with people. Yep. You can't just say, go to the outside and think about how bad you are. Like, what does that do? Pushed away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I know there's struggles out there for the gay community, but or just the same-sex attraction community in general, because that includes spy people. Uh, at the same time, there's people that are like generalizing that if you're straight, you hate gay people. Yep. Exactly. So there's like especially if you're sides. Catholic, <laughs> oh, yeah. if you're religious at all, you mm-hmm. probably do get that. If you're Christian, <laughs> and I've even heard, um, this is back to politics, but there are even um, this is why generalizing groups of people rarely works well, especially in this country. There are like generalizing whites in poor people yeah right exactly <laughs> a quote by joe biden um um there are conservative gay people who think that all of the um like the mandating uh, pronouns in canada and all of that stuff that that's all gone way too far like i've heard mm-hmm. them talking on the radio and it's like thank you <laughs> you know it's like i don't i i I have never personally encountered a situation where somebody insisted I use a different pronoun. Part of the whole discussion bothers me from a linguistic perspective because we have a gender neutral second person pronoun in English. It's they that that used to be 
You just say, yeah, that's what they said. You know, mm-hmm. it, 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 it's, it's purposefully generic, yeah. you know. But now they want it as like their name, basically. And it and it means something. I don't even know what it means, but I've had people say that their pronoun is they. And I'm like, okay, that doesn't make grammatical sense, but okay. Like, like I said, I've never been put in a situation where I had to make it where I had to use a different pronoun. So I don't mm-hmm. know what I, I, I probably would just because I don't want to, I don't like that kind of confrontation on the daily basis, you know, but I think I've had to, I think in high school, it was like high school Spanish class or something. And I was, I was speaking English in the class trying to like understand something. And I think in, if my memory serves me right. And then people kept correcting me saying the opposite of what I was saying. Cause I thought it was like a guy and it was actually a girl or that it was a girl, but it was actually a dude. Mm. and it was like I didn't understand why people were trying to correct me I'm like I'm saying this right but then the person identified a different way so it was like it made they think it just makes them uncomfortable but it can make us uncomfortable because it's like if we don't know things like Mm -hmm. what you're blaming me because I'm wrong because I said something based off of something that I don't know this comes back to what's your most important identity is that really your most important identity because it's going to let you down. Your your uh, second person pronouns. Your second person name. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Because, you know, I, I'm sitting here talking to Spencer all the time and I refer to him in the second person. But, like, even, yeah. I mean, it doesn't, it, I don't know. Again, this is a different issue, but... Mm-hmm. Um, that's just from a linguistic perspective, it's always confused me because words have meaning, as I've said many times. Mm-hmm. But and the Lord knows your name, mm-hmm. not your pronouns. Because you, pronouns are, like you said, linguistic. Like, we know. Yep. And so here's, here's my, another thought. I know a lot of people have communion like community communion like uh, gay people receiving communion okay that triggers a lot of people and i'm like okay see when Let's, you say gay people i just think of people that are active in right but that doesn't that, mean that, that yeah. <laughs> that's why i prefer the same sex attraction right but actually in this context i do mean that okay people who are openly gay who are living that lifestyle communion. Well, not necessarily. Okay. But see, that's the thing. How do you know? That's yeah. that's where when people get triggered about that, I like I want to. I almost want to do a survey. I'm like, okay, statistically, what is it like? Seventy percent of the church is probably addicted to porn in this country. Seventy percent of the church, or just I don't know. Well, I think the population like 80% in general. Of men have at least viewed it once, or something ridiculous. So. And it's if not, you're gonna make it's not it, that much further low for females either right so it's like if you're gonna make that call for this person where you try and prevent them receiving communion what about the couple sitting up front that isn't married but is very clearly canoodling mm-hmm. like you're like well maybe they went to confession you know maybe the gay person went to confession too like you don't know their soul that's mm-hmm. that's the whole point like 
like the the thou shalt not judge that is so often misused because um the context it's in is like thou shalt not keep judging you know it's like you can judge between right and wrong you can tell someone like yes um uh homosexual sex is wrong but so is sex outside of marriage mm-hmm. but beyond that once you've told them that your job is done you know that's like <laughs> that's 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 your job that's it beyond that it, they have free will mm-hmm. and you can tell them hey i'm going to confession you want to come with me whatever it is you can't drag them right and even if you do and it, it, you end up dragging them and they end up going it's not as beneficial because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's got to be willing and compassionate and about kind of ready for it too yeah. genuine you have to be in like spiritual ninja mode to be able to go to confession on the fly without knowing it's coming you know and the person talking to you has to be gentle about it. <laughs> I feel like I wish... I know there exists in many dioceses a support group for people who are same-sex attracted. Hmm. But here's the thing. I wish I could give more specific recommendations. You know? Mm-hmm. I wish I could say, you should contact this person. You should look at this program. Mm -hmm. You should read this book. But I can't. Because this is something that so many people just don't talk about. And when they do, it's like, eh. And if there are people that are actively going to church, I don't think they're... If there's a same-sex attraction or a gay person that's going to church, they... I would assume they're not very involved with the LGBTQ community because they're going to church. If, yeah, because if you're in that community, that's like that's a cult. that's putting your most your highest identity on who you're attracted to, not that you're a it's child a, of God. It's not a helpful community, right? It's but see, this is where the Catholic Church needs to put an emphasis on the difference. Here is that we say you're a child of God, mm-hmm. not the difference is that we say you have to be without grave sin because mm-hmm. that's not true. Mm-hmm. Like that, the, the church is for everyone who wants it. Mm-hmm. Um, and wants, what I was, what I was life, not yeah, grave sin. Yeah. Ex- right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's a community like, unlike any other in that it's supposed to at least put the highest value on your identity as a child of God. Not your sexuality, not your education, not your diet, not your exercise routine. Not that any of those things are necessarily bad, but they can be. Mm-hmm. But that's not what's most important. Mm-hmm. And what I was going to say when I interrupted you is, like you said, when you see someone who you know is gay or lesbian or bi going to mass all the time, why do you assume the worst? Mm-hmm. You don't do that for anyone else around unless you talk to them and they turn out to be a turd, but... You know, like, you don't assume the worst of somebody you see at mass just because, like, like, oh. It's more comforting for us to do that. It's more self-admirable mm-hmm. to think that way. And yeah, it's not, not cool. Yeah. The church is a hospital for sinners. But right now, it's 
like it's like the hospitals of our world right now. Yep. Where people are being killed in hospitals. And I feel it, like it's like spiritual Auschwitz. And it's it's I feel like the church more broadly is kind of like stuck in the mud right now. Yeah. Like I didn't have a way to vocalize that before, but like not just our diocese, but like the church militant mm-hmm. on earth is stuck in the mud. And I don't know if it's because of COVID. I just can't get over that. I don't know if it's because of politics that it's starting to grind. I mean, things are on the horizon. Things are moving. Uh, like what's going on with the German bishops conference and all that stuff. But they're not moving in a good direction. That's not a good direction. Like they've been told to stop, you know, and Mm -hmm. they've been condemned by like 700 bishops or something insane like that. Maybe it's 70. I can't remember. (laughs) There are 700 bishops though on earth. I think there's like 1300, but um, I just, I, I, that's why I say, I think the church is becoming more polarized just like the world is, you know, Mm -hmm. and most of it, I wish, I wish there were more priests that I could recommend to people, you know, to go talk to Yep. if they're struggling with same-sex attraction. But the, you, you priests are people too, you know? And you never know how they're going to react. So. And it's, yeah. Most people don't hate gay people. Right. Believe it or not. And mm-hmm. the bill that's passed in Florida was not the say no to gay people that, bill or whatever. And that was that's still sometimes I think about that and then the stupidity of the entire argument makes me stop thinking about it. Right. Because it's like the bill was about what? Not teaching not uh, sexualizing kids not at the age of like six. preschool yeah. to third grade. Yeah, or it's like we're not we're gonna wait till fourth grade to teach kids about this. That's like, what the stupid bill says. And I'm like, just calm down, everybody. <laughs> like, it's not. I, it's yeah. like you shouldn't be sexualizing kids in school. It should be periods, right? Like, you don't need to be talking about your sex life at school as a teacher, right? That, so get over yourself. But that's a whole nother discussion, right? <laughs> I feel like there's backstory that I don't want to hear on that one. <laughs> I've I've just heard people complain on the internet, and it's like, wow, mm-hmm. you're a teacher on TikTok complaining about this. I'm sorry. <laughs> shouldn't be a teacher, and shouldn't that's be on TikTok. Important. Well, right. It, that's, but like that's what gains you favor. The people like loving you on TikTok for what you're saying. Don't be a teacher, but. The whole public school system is corrupt. The whole school system. Private schools are bad, too. Mm-hmm. Most of them. There's a huge reset where kids are actually starting to be homeschooled. Like, a ridiculous amount, like a percentage increase since lockdowns. Oh, that's not surprising. It's been slowly trickling back into schools, but some of them... Like, there's a good chunk that hasn't. Well, that's a whole nother tangent. <laughs> right. So, let's love gay people. Right. Which is different from condoning. Mm-hmm. But loving is important. 
to love people where they're at mm-hmm. and walk with them or nothing changes. Nothing for anyone changes. Like, your sin is acceptable in the church if you're willing to change it. If you're willing to change and say, yes, I've done wrong. Yes, mm-hmm. this is wrong. But I'm going, I'm going to live for the Lord and I'm going to do my best to change my ways. Yep. We are accept like full on acceptable, acceptable to people. I don't know if that's the right wordage, but to people who struggle in any sin, mm-hmm. as long as you see it as a struggle that you are trying to get out of. Right. And if you're not trying to get out of it, then you're, you don't want God's mercy. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's it. From life truth to you, God bless. No. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've ended the, any controversy between gay people and the Catholic church. You're welcome. Episode. You're welcome. We'll be here all day. <laughs> all right. Actually, though, I'll lead us in a closing prayer here. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this, for this day. We thank you for the rain. We thank you for the sun. We thank you for giving us everything we need. We thank you for this conversation. I ask that it may reach those who need to be reached by it. I ask you to be with all our listeners tonight and bless them and guide them in your ways. We ask all these things in your precious and holy name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. Be sure to follow Casual Heresy on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, anywhere. And support us on Patreon. Yeehaw. Have a good week, heretics. God bless you. Peace.